ونستغفره <تصفيق> يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء 
وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر وشر الأمور محدثاتها فكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا الحمد لله رب العالمين All praises due to Allah the Lord of all the worlds All praises due to Allah who has guided us to Islam, and we would not have been able to guide ourselves had not Allah, in, in His infinite grace and mercy, chosen to guide us. Speaking of His mercy, today, my dear brothers and sisters, we wish to talk about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how that flows through His Messenger, through the believers. So our Lord, in His Qur'an, His message to us, and we can even describe it as a love letter He sends to us, precedes the mention of Qur'an in one chapter of the Qur'an with His mercy, Ar-Rahman. علم القرآن خلق الإنسان علمه البيان. It is the merciful. He has taught the Quran. He has created the human, and he has taught us, or given us the ability to articulate our thoughts. علمه البيان. He's taught us the articulation of our thoughts. Something unique in the creation. Only human beings write poetry. Only human beings write poetry. So essentially Allah Ta'ala has prepared the, the, the means for our guidance before we were created. As we know the Quran embodies His eternal speech. And so the means were created, or the means existed, excuse me, the means for our, our guidance existed before we were created. And once we were created, the distinguishing feature of the Qur'an, that eternal speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, its eloquence, Allah ta'ala gave us that ability to be eloquent. To be able to, uh, to impact each other with our words just as we are impacted by His words. Ar-Rahman, Allam al-Qur'an, Khalaq al-Insan, Allam al-Bayan. So our Lord is a merciful Lord. Mercy precedes every chapter in that Qur'an except one. 
they open Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah for lack of a, a more studied translation the one who is inherently merciful inherently merciful embodies mercy and extends that mercy to others Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim and the one chapter that doesn't open up with Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim at Tawbah many say is because it, it, it's almost exclusively talking about warfare and it's not to say that there are instances where violence might be merciful the recent incident in your community the kill, uh, mass shooting in Allen, Texas it was an act of mercy to a lot of innocent people that that killer was shot what if the off-duty policeman wasn't there and that person with his AR-15 and his clips had another two or three or four or five minutes to continue to shoot how many more lives might have been taken so that violence was an act of mercy. So we're not saying there are not instances where violence might be justified, but generally speaking, it isn't. And so this chapter doesn't start with Bismillah rahman rahim but all others do. Allah Ta'ala has made mercy something that permeates throughout this creation. rahmati wasi'at kulla shay. And my mercy extends over all things. My mercy extends over all things. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's been exceedingly merciful to us. And we can enumerate the material manifestations of His mercy, that we're all well fed. And the overwhelming majority of people on this earth are adequately fed. When there's a famine, there's a crisis, that's an anomalous event and not the norm. We have shelter. We have more shelter than we need. Many of us, the ceilings in our houses are higher than the ceiling in this masjid. The Prophet ﷺ could barely stand up in his house. Not to make anyone feel guilty or to start redesigning your homes. But just to remind myself, all of you, how thankful we should be for Allah Ta'ala's blessings, graces, and mercy. And if you give thanks, I will increase you. But thanks, in many instances, is sharing. We have so much space in our homes. We have so, much, so many clothes in our closets. The man will be hesitant to say we're going to have a clothing drive. People clean out their closet, clean out their garages, clean out their attics, bring all the clothing here. And one week, the whole masjid will be filled with clothing. Allah has been merciful to us and good to us. We have more food than we can eat. That's why we're running to the gym and looking for diet plans. We have more food than we can eat. The iftar, the dumpsters filled up with what we don't eat. Again, we should be more diligent, but not to try to make anyone feel bad or guilty. We should try to do better, but more importantly, we should try to share. Because that's the manifestation of our shukr. 
And it's Allah's been merciful unto us. I just came from the hospital visiting one of our brothers. We get sick, we have medical care. The overwhelming majority of us. Allah has been merciful to us, my dear brothers and sisters. But the, the material mercies pale into insignificance compared to the spiritual mercies. Those intangible mercies we can't see. Like the mercy of guidance. The mercy of guidance. The mercy of clarity. The mercy of, of being protected if we choose to avail ourselves of the protection of the madness that's besieging many people in our society. A Muslim knows that a man and woman are not alike. Allah tells you, The male is in no wise like the female. A Muslim knows that the sanctity of life extends to an unborn fetus. And there are some nuances, but generally speaking, that's not something we have to debate about. And it's definitely if someone asked a question that was asked of a panel of experts, and two of the experts refused to say that does a woman's bodily autonomy, and none of us have bodily autonomy, male or female, but does a woman's bodily autonomy dictate that she could abort a baby the day of its birth? I changed my mind, I don't want the baby. They couldn't answer. Every Muslim would say immediately, no. No, it doesn't. Of course not. Couldn't answer. Allah's given us clarity. Well, they said, ذَكْرُ كَالْأُنْثَى وَلَا تَقْتُلُ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Don't kill the life of Allah. Take the life Allah has sanctified, except with a just cause. These are the mercies of the Lord, of, of Allah Ta'ala, the mercy of faith. Many people are losing their faith or abandoning it. And as they abandon their faith, they abandon their sanity. So we see insane situations. If I said, Six foot three inches tall. I try to stay in shape. If I said, brothers and sisters, I think I'm a woman. I'm going to the sister's bathroom. You guys say, Imam Zay, you lost your mind. There are people that will say, oh brother, listen. That's your right. How long have you been feeling this way? We can get you a therapist to make sure that your feelings are affirmed. I will hope every single one of you say, Imam, you lost your mind. You're going stock raving mad. And I hope the sisters will beat me up and throw me out if they found me in there. Brother, what are you doing in here? But is that the dominant opinion in our society today? 
It's the mercy of Allah that He's given us clarity, He's given us focus, He's given us the direction. And brothers and sisters, don't go crazy like all the people in the insane asylum. Because if we do and they get out of the asylum, who's going to guide them? Who's going to direct them? Who's going to help them retain their humanity? From the mercy of Allah, He sent us a merciful prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which says, we all know the verse, he described as a mercy to all of the worlds. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We've only sent you as a mercy للعالمين, to all of the worlds, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that mercy is embodied in his message. The mercy is embodied in his message. And what is the essence of his message? يَا أَيُّهَا Oh Prophet, we've sent you as a witness. We're witnesses for the people. We're witnesses for the people. And if we're not witnessing, who's going to witness? Glad, a deliverer of glad tidings. A deliverer of, of glad tidings. That people, you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be confused. You don't have to be conflicted. You don't have to be in the dark concerning issues that are as clear as the sun on a sunny day. A glimmer of glad tidings. There's a source of peace. You don't need the drugs. We talk about the violence of drug cartels in Mexico. These cartels, they're so violent. That violence is rooted in the appetites for drugs right here in this country. Who's going to control the flow of the marijuana? Who's going to control the flow of the cocaine to the United States? Who's going to control the flow of the fentanyl to the United States? That's the source of the violence. You don't have to. We have to be a living witness that you can live a happy life without drugs, without alcohol. You can be perfectly happy. You can be on a permanent 24-7 natural high. Connect to Allah. Submit to Allah. The great lie of liberalism. And all of the issues. What are, what are we talking about in our society today? We're talking about LGBTQIPA+. You got the P and the A, the pansexual and the asexual. The list grows. It keeps. That's why they put the plus. So keep adding alphabets till you run out of letters. Then you have L squared. The list keeps growing. Allahumma salli rasulillah. I lost my point. But we have to show 
you can live a happy, oh, the, the permanent high. Connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Connect to Allah. Oh, the lie of liberalism. The lie of liberalism, you can be happy by worshipping yourself. At the heart of liberalism is, I am the captain of my ship, the master of my fate. And that's why so many ships have shipwrecked. So many ships are, are wrecked on the coral reefs of life. That's a lie. Your, your uh, autonomy that you don't have. We, I can't, uh, this is easier for you to say you're a man. I can't tattoo my body up. If you have tattoos, I'm not talking about you. Don't get any more. But if you have them, that's, that's circumstance. Life took shahada last week. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Don't get any more. Because I don't have the right to paint up my body like that. I don't have the right to pierce my body. So if you got your diamond in your ears, it's okay. It's cool. It's good. You're trying to be like Michael Jordan or somebody. I understand. That's the right women have. But men don't have that right. Men don't have that bodily autonomy. Because why? Allah determines what we do. Allah, we don't have the autonomy to eat anything we want. Liberalism says, eat what you want. Consume what you want. We don't have the, the, the autonomy to eat pork. We don't have the autonomy to drink alcohol. Despite the marijuana fatwa, some brothers working with the marijuana fatwa. Now, if it's dry, intoxicant, it's not najis. If it's not najis, it's not haram. No, brother. If it touches you, you don't have to wash that. But you can't smoke it. I'm sorry. That fatwa is no good. We don't have the autonomy. Because Allah, who's our master, determines what we do. Allah determines what we do. And in submitting to, us, to Allah Ta'ala, that's true liberation. That's the key to liberation. And the deeper our submission to Allah, the more thorough our liberation. And the more deeper a person's worship of themselves, the deeper their enslavement. So we have all this individualism. But we have record high numbers of suicide. We have all this freedom to choose. We have record high numbers of depression. So if, if, if doing your thing is the key to your happiness, why are so many people miserable? As for the one who fears the time they will stand before their Lord. And they deny their souls the things it whimsically inclines for. So denying the individual choice within the parameters of haram and halal. That's the key to true liberation. And this is, you read our books of spiritual growth. Spiritual growth, 
which leads to true human liberation because this flesh is always enslaved. If you don't believe it, go for a week without eating and drinking anything. Your flesh has demands. It will perish. That's what we share with the animals. We share this flesh with the animals. We share this flesh with the monkeys. And people say we, we, we are just a monkey. Right? And I, I heard this debate driving in my car. I think it was KGO in California, big, big radio station, AM station. And the guy said, okay, you might think you're a monkey. The guy driving, he said, well, you know, you might say the human special and unique, but I'm just a monkey. And the guy said, you could think that, but I never saw a monkey driving down the highway 70 miles an hour, talking to someone 300 miles away via an invisible beam, beamed up, bouncing off a satellite in geocentric Earth orbit. I never saw a monkey doing that. We can make a nano instrument. You can't even see it with your naked eye. All a monkey can make is a tool that's break a stick. And that's all a monkey's been doing for as long as we know monkeys. But human beings have been accumulating knowledge. And that's a test for the human being. Because that accumulating knowledge as it grows and grows and grows leads some people to arrogantly assume they no longer need divine guidance. Oh, that was for religions for lower stages of human evolution. As we approach the singularity, we no longer need that. We need it more than ever. Because what is uh, the mercy of Allah Ta'ala he gives us a standard for determining right for wrong. And it only comes from Allah. There is no foundation of societal-wide ethics without revelation. We just finished Ramadan. And Ramadan starts, what do we, the Imam gets up and says, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدَى لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتِ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ the month of Quran is the Ramadan, is the month of Quran. Brothers, sisters, read your Quran. Come to Tarawih, listen to the Quran. Shah Ramadan, Alladi Unzila Fihil Quran. Guidance for humanity. So we go back and end where we started. Ar Rahman, Alam al Quran. The Quran provides our worldview. And it's a worldview where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at the center of that worldview and not the human being who claims to be the captain of his or her ship, the master of his or her fate. And then we have law. And law governs our actions. And then we have a criterion for distinguishing right from wrong, and that's the furqan, and that's the foundation of our ethics. Which came from Allah, through the Qur'an. That's the foundation. And it, it, it gives us a criteria for determining, di distinguishing right from wrong. And so that checks us. And that says some things were going too far. 
and we have to put the brakes on. We're going too far. When we say, we, we talked about the trans thing. Now they're not trans, talking about transgenderism, they're talking about transhumanism. So we mentioned the singularity, the merger between the carbon-based biological human and the silicon-based computer, merging together. And what do the two have in common? Number one, when we say through, through medicine and personal whim, with no respect for divine guidance, we can alter the human being. We can't change, don't say gender changing surgery, because the XX that's at the core of that human's identity and the XY the female or male chromosomal makeup of that human will never change. So it's cosmetic surgery, which is leading to an entirely new branch of medicine. And that's why they're trying to force our children in kindergarten. In California, they just passed a law. Without your parental consent, your first grader goes to school, the teacher can ask them, oh, Abdul, do you want to be a boy or girl today? How's that going to mess that child's head up? Why are they doing that? Why is Washington State waiting for the governor to sign a bill that says if you're 13 years old without your parents' consent, you can go to a gender transformation clinic without your parents' consent? and get this surgery and the hormones and all of that. And if your parents try to stop you, you can be taken from your parents' home. Why are they doing that? Because they are opening up an entirely different, a new branch of medicine with 100,000, 200, 300, 400,000 dollar surgeries and lifelong hormone treatment, and Adam apple removing surgery. And so the money, as the case of the war machine, and the politics, and the greed merge together. May Allah bless us to resist, not, not with, 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 with violence, with bitterness, with compassion, and try to guide people. If they say it's illegal for you to try to guide someone back to their biological roots, you know what you tell them? Tell them you can pass any law you want, you can say anything you want, but I'll go to jail before I'll go to hell. Akulu kauli hada, wa stokfurali wa lakum, wa salamu'min, ya kama stokfurullah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salat wa salam ala Sayyidil Mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam tasliman kathira Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhaladzina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina wa habibina wa kurta ayunina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 
Alhamdulillah, I want to end on a happy note. Alhamdulillah, from the mercy of Allah, is that He's given us a foundation to rejoice. Khul, bi fadlillahi wa bi rahmatihi fa bi dhalika falyafrahu huwa khayrun mimma yajma'un. Say, in the grace of Allah and in His mercy. Some say in the Qur'an and Islam, let them rejoice. It's better than anything they can gather from the world. Dear brothers and sisters, the world can give you everything, but it can't give you salvation. The world can, well, it can't give you everything. It can give you many things. It can't give you salvation. It can't give you guidance. It can't give you peace of mind. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us peace of mind through His remembrance. Does not the remembrance of Allah bring comfort to the heart? Remember Allah abundantly, abundantly, brothers and sisters, in all of its forms and manifestations. It gives us peace of mind. The remembrance of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves us from having to live in this world thinking that justice is a zero-sum proposition. We strive, we work for justice in the world, but if we don't get it in this world, we know there's perfect justice in the next. And there's no perfect justice here. And there's no complete justice here. And so we don't burn ourselves out trying to seek that which is impossible. We do our best, and then we go drink some tea, and we pray Isha, and we go to bed, and we wake up, and we say, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Ahyana, Alhamdulillah, Hilladi Ahyana, Badama, Amatana, we lay in Nushur, and we make wudu, and we pray Fajr, we read some Quran, make some dhikr, and go to work, and we're relieved. Allah make us, bless us. We come to Juma on Friday, we see all these beautiful believers, and we're happy. And we see the community growing and expanding and growing and expanding. But as it grows and expands, let us do everything that we can to make sure it's a merciful community. It's a compassionate community. It's a loving community. Mercy. Then the likeness of the believers in their mutual love for each other. Fitawaddihim. Let's love each other. Watarahumihim. And their mutual mercy. Let's be merciful to each other. To spouses, children, parents, neighbors, family, friends. Watarahumihim. And let's cultivate strong bonds, emotional bonds of attachment and connect- connectivity between each other. And that's a community that will be a refuge in a sea of madness. That will be a light in a sea of darkness. That will be a home in a world where many people, maybe not physically, but emotionally and spiritually, find themselves homeless. Allahumma gfir al-Muslimin wal-Muslimat wal-Mu'minin wal-Mu'minat al-Ihyai minhum wal-Amwat Rabbana la tuzil qulubana ba'da yudhadaytana wa hab lana bil-Milladunka rahman kanta al-Wahhab 
وعفو عنا وغفر لنا ورحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا بها جنتك ومن اليقين ما يهون عليهم علينا به مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماءنا وأبصارنا وقوتنا ما أحييتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظالمنا وانصرنا على من عدانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك ولا يرحمنا يا أرحم الراحمين وعافوا عنا وفيلنا ورحمنا اللهم اجعل في أبصارنا نورا وفي أسماعنا نورا وفي قلوبنا نورا وبين أيدينا نورا ومن خلفنا نورا وفوقنا نورا وتحتنا نورا وفي شعرنا نورا وفي جلدنا نورا وفي لحمنا نورا وفي دمنا نورا وفي عصابنا نورا عدلاتنا نورا وفي عظام عظامنا نورا اللهم اجعل لنا جميعا أنوارا نمشي بها في ظلمة هذه الدنيا وصل اللهم وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وكرة عيوننا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم أقم الصلاة يرحمني ويرحمكم الله